everybody, and happy Wednesday. Let's just dive right into the mailbag here. Today's letter comes from Ben from South Orange, New Jersey. These aren't really letters, people. This, these are these are messages I get through PapaBearHikes.com or on direct message. But anyway, Ben's Ben has this to say. Papa Bear, I'm retiring in May and getting back into backpacking after a 30-year hiatus, which means I will be buying all new gear. I've been doing a lot of shopping over the last few months, and I've noticed that the gear has not only become much lighter, but also much more expensive. I expect to pay money on gear such as backpack, tent, and sleeping bag, but then I see all these options, all these extras that these companies are selling, and I have to ask how necessary are they? And most specifically, bear bags. Do I really need to spend 40 and in one case I saw one for as expensive as $65. Do I need to spend that much money for something I'm going to simply put my food in and hang over a tree? Thanks in advance for your answer and keep up the good work. Ben, thank you for the question. Thank you for taking the time to, to write us and ask that. The answer to your question, Ben, concerning bear bags is simply no, you do not need to spend that kind of money. These small ultralight backpacking companies are doing great things for the backpacking community. They hear what the backpackers have to say. Many of them are backpackers themselves. They know the needs. They know we need to we need lighter gear and we're looking for lighter gear. They know how important having a quality sleeping bag is while we're out there. But some of what they're selling us is just not necessary. And the bear bag is a really good example of that. As many of you know, I'm a big advocate of bear canisters, but when I do use a bear bag, it's pretty simple. I have a dry sack that I purchased, man, maybe 15 years ago, I guess, or so, that fits my food, and I have 50 feet of paracord, and then I have a little stuff sack. Everything comes in stuff sacks now, but this one's maybe the size of a palm of my hand, just big enough to fit a rock in. I use that, and then I have a carabiner, because that's the other thing. Everything comes with carabiners now. That's my bear bag system, if I use a bear bag. It's simple. And the whole thing, I did the calculation before I started recording after reading Ben's letter. And I thought, that whole thing, even if I bought it brand, even if I bought it today, not even thinking about what I paid 15 years ago, it might have cost me $8 because it is a good dry bag. So it might have cost me 8 or $9. The cord, I probably, yeah, power cord's one of those things I always have laying around. And like I said, carabiner, small stuff sacks. If you just think hard enough about it, you'll find something that you can, even if you don't want to buy a, a dry bag, you can find something that you can use to put your food in that'll get the job done. You don't need to spend more than 10 or $15 to set up a bear bag system. Again, I appreciate the hard work and the attention these companies are giving to backpackers, but people, let's... Let's not get sucked into the vortex of spending money on things we do not need just because a company is advertising it or our favorite YouTuber is telling us we need it. Exercise some common sense. I don't begrudge these companies for doing it. They're in the business of making money, and that's a good thing because like, they're not just doing good things for this industry, but they're doing things for the communities they live in. They're employing people. doesn't mean we need to buy everything they're trying to sell us. Thanks, Ben, for that. And P.S., just a P.S. to that, Ben. You're right. Focus on your sleeping bag, backpack, and tent. Take that extra money that you'd spend on a bear bag. Maybe you're going to save $30 to $40. Put it towards getting the highest quality sleeping bag you possibly can. That's where you should be putting your money. And while we're on the topic of money, 
This episode is brought to you by Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information, go to avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org. Now for this week's trip report. I always love it when I have a trip report because that means I got to go out and hike last weekend. Special K and I went out to the Catskills. I hiked a section of trail that this was my third time hiking it. And I never mind that. This was the first time I had done it in the winter. It's actually the first time I was able to use my snowshoes all winter. It's hard to believe that we're a week away from spring and I've only needed my snowshoes once. Doesn't mean I don't bring them with me. But the trails I've been on, there either has not been enough snow or I've been able to just use microspikes. And also as a side note to that, this is only my second time going out to the Catskills this winter. So I haven't been in areas that that typically will get large snowfalls. The area in New York I live in, there's times we do, but this is just not, this winter we've just not gotten much snow. And like I said, I just have not needed the snowshoes. But when I do, it's fun to wear them. Anyway, we went out and did a little section of the Finger Lakes Trail with some nice little mountains to climb over. Although the Touch Me Not mountain is not exactly on the Finger Lakes Trail, you got to walk off the trail to get to it. We went over there, and then we did uh, Cabot Mountain, which was a pretty steep climb, and coming down with snowshoes on. It was interesting. It's interesting. Uh, we were breaking trail. Special K looked at the register, and I believe we were the first people to hike on that trail in three weeks. Not an area that gets a lot of attention. It's in the western Catskills. They're, you don't have any of the highest 35 or even the highest 100 in the area. They're there are lower peaks, but some of these lower peaks are going to throw something out of you. Don't, don't think because it's a lower elevation it's necessarily easier. I have found that. Some of these, some of these Catskill Highs 100s could be more difficult than the 35s for sure. When I think of some of the 35s, I think, okay, you know, it's, it's elevation's high, it's steep. But getting there is easier than, than summiting some of these lower peaks. And, of course, we stopped for a cold beer on the way home. We were able to go to the Roscoe Brewery, and I think that that's what drew us to that part of the state, quite honestly. Special K actually messaged me the night before saying, I haven't been to the Roscoe Brewery in a while, and I thought, okay, I, I get the hint, I get the hint. So, yeah, we found some nice hikes out there. Never disappointed with the Roscoe Brewery. They had a guy playing a guitar, playing songs I love from, it sounded like it was my my Spotify list. It, all the kind of music I enjoy listening to. It was a lot of fun, of course. Um, and going to the Roscoe Brewery, like I said, never disappoints. I want to congratulate our friend, Crystal Gale. Welcome. Crystal Gale is the first black person to through-hike the Florida Trail. So congratulations to our good friend, Crystal Gale. Welcome. And, hey, keep keep doing what you're doing, our fr- my friend. You're doing great things out there, doing great things for the backpacking community. I want to talk about some YouTubers. I want to highlight a few YouTubers, something I haven't done, but I kind of, uh, with spring right around the corner, hard to believe because as I'm sitting here, there's snow falling in New York, but it's right around the corner. With spring around the corner, it means the flowers are going to start to bloom. We're going to start to see those blooms, those white blooms of toilet paper hanging from trees. If you want to see a really short, funny, interesting YouTuber, our friends from Terra Drift did a really good short. I think it's only about 60 seconds. Go to Terra Drift on YouTube. And she talks about toilet paper because that's one of the nasty things we don't cover enough of. 
And what's more disgusting, getting out there in that spring and you start to see all those little blooms hanging from the bushes and the trees. And I know I covered this last spring. We don't want to see it. You still have that responsibility in the winter. I mean, what do people think that if you bury it in the snow, it's going to magically disappear by spring? But go check out Terror Drift. Kyle Hates Hiking, another previous guest on the podcast. Now, as you can tell by the title, Kyle Hates Hiking, Kyle's videos are typically very lighthearted. He's a fun guy, fun YouTubes. But he seems to have shifted and he's taking on a more serious topic. His YouTubes now seem to be addressing some adventures that maybe didn't quite go as they were planned to go, didn't end as well as the person or the people thought they might. I don't want to give too much away, but I will say this. They are incredible. You will find yourself glued to wanting to watch the entire episode and hitting a notification button and saying, I need to see the next one. He is doing a fantastic job. Kyle, if you hear this, just keep doing what you're doing with that. I think you're you're doing something that none of these other YouTubers that cover backpacking or hiking are doing. Great job. Then we'll move on to Jupiter Hikes. And we talked about gear. Jupiter does a great job with ultralight backpacking. He does he tells us about his gear, tells us what's working and not working in a way that you never feel like he's trying to twist your arm or trying to sell you something. Check out Jupiter Hikes' most recent video where he talks about his newest gear for 2023. You won't be disappointed. And last but not least, our friends from Suits to Sandals. They've just now moved on to their Chesapeake and Ohio Canal portion of their most recent bikepacking trip along the Great Allegheny Passage and then down to the CNO Canal Path. Uh, they have their dog, Maisha, with them, and they make you feel like you're going along with them for the journey. Go check out those YouTubes, everybody. We'll make sure we put a link to those podcasts in the description for this episode. So with all that said, as we're heading into spring, and it looks like at least where I'm at, we probably have a few more weeks before the snow all melts. Start making those plans. Start getting yourself ready. Or get out there now. Make today the day you get out there and start preparing for your adventure. Thanks for listening. If you haven't done so yet, go to our website, palmabearhikes.com. Listen to past episodes. Check us out on social media. Go to our YouTube channel, Martin Outside. All those links are there. In addition to that, you can buy our book or see what you're missing out on if you're not a Patreon member yet. Remember to get outside, have fun, and be safe. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.